all of us. Everyone at the state's academic medical center. All working together to deliver complete care now and for generations to come. All over the state, including hospital and clinic locations from the Delta to the Gulf Coast. All for one reason. You. The University of Mississippi Medical Center. All for your health. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Hi, I'm Dr. Jimmy Stewart, professor of internal medicine and pediatrics at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. On the original Southern Remedy, we answer questions about all aspects of your health and share some of the latest medical information in the news. You can listen to the show on Wednesdays at 11 on MPB Think Radio, or you can subscribe to the podcast by searching for Southern Remedy on your preferred podcasting app. Hey, good morning, and thanks for listening. I am Dr. Susan Buttress, and this is Relatively Speaking, and today we're talking about self-forgiveness, not just forgiveness, but learning how to forgive yourself. That's really something that we don't do very well because we don't know how. We keep on going over what we did wrong. Maybe we shouldn't have done it. Oh, my goodness. Why did that happen? Why did I let that happen? Why did I hurt that person? Or, or, or why did I try that? Or whatever it is. But we keep going back. Now, that's not good for us. It's not only counterproductive, but it can be harmful to our health because it will continue to drive our mood down. That negative self-talk does not release those wonderful, happy hormones that we talk about all the time, dopamine and serotonin, those good things that make us feel better. It often pulls us down. So we're going to talk about why this forgiveness is such a good thing for so many reasons. It does. It frees us from difficult emotions that can disrupt our physical health. We've talked about that, right? Anger and bitterness are not only bad for your health, but it blocks any path forward. It just kind of holds us back. So, you know, I find that it's, it's just so interesting that we are able to forgive others often. We've done a show on forgiveness, and I know occasionally when there's some major transgressions that happen to us, we do have some difficulty forgiving others. But typically, if we work through that, we can do it. But forgiving ourselves is much more difficult. So when we, when we think about ourselves, most of us have trouble living totally in the present. And we've talked about this also in talks about being mindful and, and, and using mindfulness therapy. That tries to teach you to center on the present. Well, most of us don't do that. We start with the past, think about all the bad stuff that happened there. We kind of briefly um, visit the present, so to speak, but then we're always thinking about that future, what the what ifs, the what ifs in the future. So 
Letting go of the past is one of the most important things we can do so that we can live in the present and then maybe not worry so much about the future. Okay. Now, there's another thing that I I want us to think about as we're moving along. Sometimes the past that we revisit is a past that we created in our minds. Okay, it might even not be the reality of what happened, but it might be the past of what we felt happened. And then that past, that created past, can build. And so that false narrative lives on with us so that if we couldn't forgive ourselves, it's even harder now, okay, to forgive ourselves. So we have to have an understanding of what's going on with us so we don't create this false narrative that can even be, be more harmful. So part of the problem may be that when we try to forgive ourselves, we're trying to release what we created as who we are or what we experienced. So when we're forgiving others, it's easier because... You know, we're releasing something that didn't define who we were. It was it was on them, right? So, you know, if you if you think that there's an individual who did something, but overall they're a good person, then you can think, okay, that was their mistake. They're they're a pretty good person anyway. Um, so then you can then you can forgive them, okay? But it becomes hard to forgive ourselves if if we continue the negative self-talk about, about who we are and if we don't really believe that we are good people. So I know I'm spending some time on this, but I want you to understand why we have trouble forgiving ourselves. Um, you know, to be able to forgive ourselves, and we'll talk more about this toward the end of the show. We have to be able to release our past. So in most cases, in the moment, in most cases, we're doing the best that we can in the moment. Maybe not always. Sometimes you know you're doing something wrong, but you're doing it because you feel good. But for whatever the reason, if we had known the pain that action might have caused for ourselves or for others, maybe we wouldn't have done it. And even if we knew we were causing damage at the time, if we knew, if we had no idea how much we would regret it in the future, then that may be the issue that's going on. Because we don't, we don't know how much we're going to regret something, right? So here's the key. We have to learn how to retain the lessons from the event, but release the guilt. And that's where the rub happens. Most of us who are reliving that past are retaining those lessons. Oh, that was bad. Oh, I hurt someone. But then we we don't learn the lesson and release the guilt. Uh, here's an example I'll give you that, that I have seen in my practice. So a mother has a child during a time that she's in a low moment in her life. She's abusing drugs and alcohol. The child 
we know from science, can often be born with some developmental issue due to particularly alcohol use during pregnancy, um, significant amounts during the formative time while the baby's in the uterus. So the baby comes out, has developmental issues. The mother goes through rehab. Now she's trying to be a good mother to this child who has some developmental delays, perhaps in talking or walking or learning or whatever it is. I don't want to minimize the damage, but I do want to say often what happens is the mother lives totally in guilt, is depressed about it, and then due to that depression and the continued beating up herself about a past transgression is having difficulty being the good mother that she could otherwise be because she continues to tell herself what a bad person she is. Now, that's an extreme example, but that is something that happens often. And so I, I just want us to talk about the fact that when we're moving forward, we need to cut ourselves a break, give ourselves some time. Now, I would love to hear from you as we're talking through this. Was there a past you're having a hard time letting go? Is there guilt that's difficult for you? Um, are you having trouble forgiving yourself because of a lost relationship, perhaps, or perhaps because of some harm that you did or think you might have done to someone, but you don't know for sure, and you surely don't want to revisit that now? You know, seeing ourselves as flawed or makes is scary. It, it makes us feel vulnerable. Um, we're not supposed to make mistakes or missteps, Right. If we make a misstep, the first impulse is to hide it, okay? So many times we don't tell anybody else, but we live with that misstep or, or mistake that we made. So <laughs> this is another hard part about all this. To forgive ourselves, we have to first admit that we made a mistake, that we didn't do that thing right or that we did hurt somebody. We're no longer that person who is supposed to live without error. And so we have to admit that we're not perfect. And what we have to remember is there's really nobody out there who is perfect, who is living on this earth at this time, okay? So society says that we should all be without error. Our jails are full, of people who made an error or a transgression. We get punished in school for making mistakes, right? What happens if you write something, you you write a document, um, a, a term paper or whatever, but you don't do the greatest job in the world of it? What happens? You get red marks all over it. You get a bad grade. You get punished for trying to write something. And so then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, my goodness, um, maybe I'm a terrible writer and I shouldn't try that again. So this is key. We have to take ownership and acknowledge the fact that we're not perfect, that we made a mistake and maybe hurt someone. But mistakes and failures and bad choices are part of the way we learn. 
Thanks for being with us today on Relatively Speaking. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, and today we're talking about self-forgiveness. We've talked about forgiveness before, and you can listen to that on a previous podcast, but, but really the thing that I think most of us in the line of forgiveness, the most of us have the most trouble doing is forgiving ourselves. So, you know, often what we do is even either we we create a false narrative, pretend to be someone that we're not, spend a lot of time with regret and self-doubt, um, but we we give other people the benefit of the doubt, right? To ourselves, that's not an option. We can't break off the friendship or divorce the person if we don't like what we did. We have to live with ourselves. So loving and appreciating ourselves is key, and that is something that we all have difficulty doing. Maybe not all. There are those narcissistic personality disorders who think they're the end-all, be-all. But the majority of us, the majority, never think we're quite perfect enough. And maybe maybe in our past we lived with someone, perhaps a parent or, or a significant other, who told us we were terribly imperfect. And so that further embeds in what we have to deal with. So, you know, even something like staying in a relationship longer than you should have because that person was not good for you. Um, once you end that relationship, many, many people continue to relive that. You know, what you should do instead of living in the past, going back and talking about how terrible you were for continuing that relationship, that what you really need to do is say, okay, I learned from that. That is the kind of individual I don't need to be around. I know what I need in my life, and now I'm going to move forward. So you learn. So if you don't fail, you don't grow, right? So a message we need to remember to always tell our children, if you don't fail at something, you don't learn and if you don't learn, you don't grow. So if your life is full of everything positive and you never fail, you never make a misstep, you never do anything wrong, then it may very well be that your life is very constricted and you are not growing at all. So keep that in mind. Okay, I promised that I was going to tell a little story um, about my my daughter, it was it was really interesting. This happens often. I'll talk to someone as I'm preparing the show, and they have a story that just fits so well. And my daughter called and said, oh, that is so interesting. I have something that just happened that might, might help other people. So this past weekend, this past weekend, she was on a friend girls weekend trip. And and she said they she said we were all doing some self reflection about the difficulties and the insecurities that we all had about managing our lives and the mistakes we'd made with our kids or with our significant other, and you know doing self reflection and and actually some some pretty negative talk. 
And she said, um, that brought them all. It was a it was a group of very close friends who lived in different areas. And she said it, it brought them all to an idea of starting a text club. Okay. So a group text where they would share their mistakes and their missteps um, with each other about what they did to sort of release the guilt and then talk about moving forward to do more positive self-talk. And she said they were they were all excited. Everything seemed good. They felt like they had this great support group of these young women who were going to just do much better in life. And so she drives home from this lovely little campground, and she's home less than 10 minutes. And the first text stream started. She said she had left her house clean and tidy. And when she entered in her house, in her words, the house was trashed. The kids weren't bathed. And no one had done homework for Monday. So, Jay, what do you think happened then? Uh, Probably um, the text group got put into into use immediately. <laughs> she said she lost it. She said that. All that, I know is when you came in and were telling me this story this morning before the show, uh, when you said after that retreat, when she got back home, I was like, you don't have to finish that sentence. <laughs> I, know, I know how this party ends right here. <laughs> yep. Yep. Apparently. I'm a father with four kids. Right. Yep. I know how that that sentence ends. Well, this dad with three, (laughs) with two, pardon me, with two, is a wonderful guy. He is a wonderful guy. But he either (laughs) hadn't thought about it, had gotten caught up in whatever they were doing fun at the moment, and didn't do your last minute runaround that mm-hmm. you said you typically can that's what i wind up doing on a flight of the bumblebee through the house <laughs> usually when i get the text you know that she's leaving whatever connecting flight right you know yeah if it's in atlanta i think you know, i need to rush I if like it's like charlotte or minneapolis okay i got a little bit of time here i like the flight of the bumblebee yep. i can i can envision that well, she oh, said. It's got a soundtrack and everything. <laughs> it does. Well, she said that, yeah, that text stream um, started. She drove her son. She left the house, drove her son to his guitar lessons shortly after she lost it. And she sat in the parking lot waiting for him to finish his guitar lessons and texted the group. And she said that almost. Immediately, she got a text from another girlfriend who who said, oh, well, listen to what just happened to me. I got back and I got the kids uh, to school late and I felt so terrible. I'm a terrible mother. I can't get things together. And so she said the support group kicked in and said, hey, to both of them, man, that's life. That is not your fault. That is the way things happen. The kids sometimes move slowly. Sometimes they're groggy and lethargic. Sometimes hubby is not as organized as they used to be. That's not your fault. Now, is it your fault for for losing it and fussing about it? 
Maybe, but is that not a normal, typical human response to be a little bit frustrated? So, you know, to have, so I think this is a great idea. Think about it, um, listeners out there. If if you need some support to maybe maybe help you understand that it's okay not to be perfect, um, have you ever done anything like that? I think it's a great idea. I love that, and that's one thing that's been fun about technology is you don't always have to have time to take out and talk on the phone for fifteen or twenty minutes. You can put it down in a text, release it, let other people have time for a response and perhaps time to support you. I don't know. Jay, didn't you think that was a good idea? I thought it was fun. Absolutely. Yeah. And I thought about this when you were talking about it. Would Are there any guys who have a group of guy friends who would be able to do this and at work? I don't know. Or, is it, or, or would guys manifest this same type of... of of healing and and support network in a different type of way would it would it manifest itself physically in a different way than text or something like that? You can answer that question better than I can, but I'd no, love. I don't, to. I don't know because I yeah. asked the question. I'm like, yeah, hmm, I'd do love I to have hear. friends that I could bring into a chat group, and we could just we would be. Eh, I don't know. Now, you know what I do know is that, and but I don't know what they do. There are, in, in my little hometown, there there is a men's coffee group. Uh-huh. And they get together every morning. I wonder, is it just political talk, or do they ever do any kind of self-reflection? And, I don't know. That's I a great wonder. question. So, listeners, I'm asking you. Also, I we just were, assume they sit and talk about the weather, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well... Probably not the weather, but <laughs> I bet there are other things they talk about. But I wonder if there's ever self-reflection or, or other women's groups, those kinds of things. You know, there are data all over the place that say having close friends is good for your health. Having somebody that you can talk to is really majorly good for your health. And so, and I honestly, I believe having radio talk shows sometimes can be, I do, because I think sometimes people call in when something is on their chest and maybe they don't know who to talk to and they can call in and maybe not give their real name or give their real name and, um, and, and talk about what's, what's bothering them. So that um, you don't internalize all of that. And so I, I know all that's good. I would love to know how much of that is really in place. So listeners, if you have, uh, not, I'm not talking about uh, led by a psychologist therapy group or a, a counselor, a licensed counselor, but I'd like to know... Do you have a group out there that you talk to? Or is there another outlet that you use when when you need somebody to help you with self-reflection and, and more positive self-talk? So you can send that email to family at mpbonline.org. You know, okay, I'm going to talk about one other area. Um, because everyone doesn't operate the way I've been talking. Everybody doesn't 
wait too long to forgive themselves. Some people forgive themselves maybe a little too easily and too quickly when they feel like that, that, you know, forgiving themselves is puts it away and denying they deny responsibility. And I know that you know that there are plenty of people out there, too, who will deny that they're responsible for anything. They'll minimize their role in it. They'll shift blame. They'll come up with sort of a revision in the way the history really happened. They'll, they'll uh, make up a false narrative about what really happened because the way it happened in reality really does point more to them as the, the individual who created whatever negative happened. So if they have a false narrative, they get a speedier recovery and their actions haven't harmed anybody because they didn't do it, right? Those are the kinds of individuals who have no real self-reflection in how actions hurt other people. And there are people out there. I don't want to say that all of us are um, self-loathing, and hopefully most of us are not. Hopefully most of us begin to learn from our errors and and can move forward. But, you know, I, I, I read one analogy um, by one um, – one article that I read on self-forgiving, and and she um, said it was like people treating themselves like an etch-a-sketch, that their actions, once they're done, they can just shake that board up, they're gone, or pull that little bar across, and it erases it, and so they're no longer responsible. Yes, there are people out there, but no, that is not the way Anyone should act, and it is certainly, certainly not the way that the majority of us do. So really forgiving yourself can restore your sense of worth. And I think that's where I'm trying to go today is to remind everybody that you need to allow yourself dignity so it it all comes down to what you are willing to allow yourself to do that you know many times it's the people who most deserve the forgiveness the people who would most benefit from forgiving themselves are the ones who can't seem to allow themselves to do it now, I don't want to imply either, as I'm as I was talking about support groups and um, text chats and the like. I don't I don't want to imply that sometimes people need more than that, and sometimes they do need to reach out to a therapist to help them work through. And if you are one of those individuals who are operating with a lot of self-loathing and negative feelings about yourself, um, I would encourage you to, to reach out 
There are a lot of good counselors out there. There there are now some incredible telebehavioral counselings that can go on so that you don't even have to leave your home. You can reach out. And so I would encourage any of you who are listening to this show or podcast and are hearing some issues um, that are bringing up, bubbling up some past that you cannot let go about a relationship or something happened that you feel like perhaps you caused to a loved one or had some part in that, then I would encourage you to, to reach out and ask for help. I think it could be one of those things that could be life-changing. So, okay, thanks for listening. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress here with my producer, Jay White, and we are talking about self-forgiveness, how important that is, how it is important to remember that if you don't make mistakes, if you don't have failures, then your life is probably way too restricted because none of us are perfect, none of us are set, to not to have an errorless life, right? And so if we don't make mistakes, we don't learn from our mistakes. And before the break, I, I promised another example, and I'll give you one that I have also seen in my practice. Um, so let's let's imagine that you have a woman who finally leaves someone, a partner, the father of her children, after many years. She's been in an abusive relationship, but she stayed because he wasn't abusive to the children, and she felt like she wasn't sure if there was a way out. Okay. But finally, after she realizes that some a couple of the children are taking on sort of some of the behaviors that the father had in the violent temper and other issues, she's decided that she's got to leave the relationship. And she does. But instead of moving forward and learning, what she does is she feels guilty. Wasted so many years with somebody who didn't make her a better person, tore down so many years having her children experience and witness some of the negative behaviors that were imparted on her. And now her children have some of the personality traits she believes because of her husband. But because she stayed in the relationship. So, you know, here... Self-forgiveness, again, just like that first example that I gave you about um, the woman who abused substances during pregnancy, self-forgiveness is the only way that you can have a positive path, path forward to be able to then allow yourself to be a good person for those around you so that you have positive self-worth, and you can carry yourself in a positive manner. And also, also, it it is one of those first steps in rebuilding your ability, perhaps, to have a relationship in the future, to understand that there were many reasons why 
you probably stayed in that relationship, maybe from a financial standpoint, if nothing else. Um, Maybe somebody, two of you couldn't work because somebody had to take care of the little ones at the home. So for whatever reason, you've got to move in a positive direction before you can repair and move forward. So that, that repair um, really can, can take on several different forms. You have to restore your self-confidence and, and heal. And again, like I mentioned earlier, if, there, if, if something like that is going on in one of your lives, listeners, to think about reaching out to um, perhaps a friend, but to a therapist if you if you need um, bigger, further support as you're moving along. So I know a lot of this sounds, I've talked about two, two major negative life happenings that, that self-forgiveness may be needed for. But there's some much more minor things that we often don't forgive ourselves for that really were not harmful to others, but perhaps stopped us from moving our lives forward because we we couldn't forgive ourselves for, for maybe a silly misstep. We wouldn't allow ourselves to grow in something because life tells us we're supposed to be these perfect humans. And like I said earlier, we're imperfect. So, Jay, I'm going to ask you, were there some things that perhaps in your life, you, if you were so terrified of failure or making a mistake that you might not have done, um, and then you may have missed out on something great in life that now has mm. you've built on? I have a couple of examples, but I wondered if you have any. Uh, certainly. Um, there was a previous big chunk of my life where I was a sports radio guy. Mm-hmm. And um, fairly early on in that career, I was offered uh, a branch off into what could have accelerated that career tremendously. And um, my uh, very new wife at the time, who was pregnant with our first child, um, at the last minute after I'd been offered a job at ESPN, I'll go ahead and say it. Wow. Uh, yeah. And their research department, uh, decided she didn't want to go up there. Mm. And, uh, at one point she just, she was like, it's me or them. Mm. So I was, or, or it was us mm-hmm. or them. Mm-hmm. And so I'd already, I'd already committed to us. So that's what I picked. Yeah. So it's a long, long time. It took me about mm, 15 years to let go of that. Yeah. So was some of it just not forgiving yourself or not forgiving her? I don't know. Yeah. Or maybe both. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I think sometimes there are situations like that where there's someone who played a part in decision making and... um, so maybe some some on them, but also some on you in that, you know, you didn't draw that line. But that was a hard one 
Yeah. Jay, that was tough because there you were with your first child coming in and whether or not. Um, well, the other thing, too, is that yeah. if you're, uh, you know, radio is a that's you're, being a radio person is kind of like being a coach. You're hired to be fired. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you you anticipate moving a lot. Mm-hmm. And when you're when you've committed yourself to that industry and a person tells you basically, well, we're here. That makes it difficult. I mean, an MPB was a blessing for me because it's allowed me to land somewhere yeah. and stay in this market and do radio and not get paid 12 cents an hour. Yeah. So those things are all awesome. Yeah. But it took me a long time to say that sentence as all those things are awesome, but yeah. what could it have been? Yeah. 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 And so... Now, if an opportunity, you're here and you've planted for a long time because you're so good at what you do and nobody wants to lose you. But I think, you know, those kinds of opportunities will likely come up again. And those are issues that hopefully you learn from. And perhaps maybe you would have managed differently and maybe, maybe not, but maybe you would be able to work through it in a different fashion. Yeah. You know? And then much like you were saying a minute ago, uh, ultimately, um, after eight years, uh, me and that person divorced. And for a long time, it's been important to me to not leave and not take a job in another part of the country uh, because I don't want my children to be influenced, to be over-influenced by the wrong people. Yeah. There you go. So we all have reasons for what we do. And it sounds like right now you have a a very positive reason for the way things turned out. And I know you have a very wonderful wife Hmm. and a happy life now. And so I think that, you know, as we move along, if you can let that kind of history go and realize you know, I don't know if I'm a all believer in everything happens for a reason, but I do think that if you listen to messages and if you you make yourself be have eyes wide open, making sure that you're fully seeing what's going on in your life, that eventually things will work out for you as they should. Now, I know there's probably somebody out there going, well, that's bull. But but in, I'm saying in general, not always. And, you know, we know bad things happen to good people. So we know that sometimes, no matter what, you just have to make yourself let go of that past and move forward. Forgive yourself or others and move forward. Thanks for being with us on Relatively Speaking. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress here with my producer, Jay White. We're talking about self-forgiveness. So in these next few minutes, I want to talk about how transformative self-forgiveness can be. Guilt is normal to feel. And I think if some of us don't, experience a little bit of guilt at some time in our lives, we're probably not being as introspective as we should be, okay? But it's important to acknowledge it and to let it go 
because guilt staying in can be very destructive. So, you know, as I've said several times during this show, you can grow from missteps. You can evolve from them. You can be someone better than you were in the past because you learned from that past, those past missteps, those past mistakes, perhaps those past relationship breaks. But forgiveness um, is one of those things that has to happen to be able to, to move, move forward into it. So we've already talked about the fact that often we are really harder on ourselves than we are on anybody else. You know, if you, you look in the mirror, you, you see all those flaws. If you look at a picture with a group, you are going to typically think that everybody looks great in that picture except you, right? Or if you listen to a group of presentations from others, you typically are going to be more, more critical and maybe even hypercritical on the way you did it. I was listening to a, a friend who had heard a recording of herself, and she said, oh, my goodness, I hate the way my voice is. I have such a southern drawl. And my response was, uh, that's a beautiful southern drawl that people love. So I think, you know, to to keep in mind that sometimes we can be our own worst enemies. And so to, to make sure that we don't exaggerate what we are not, we don't exaggerate our missteps or mistakes, but we face them, accept them, and then promise ourselves that we'll move on so that we can grow in, in all of our experiences. Because we're human, we make mistakes, we say things that we don't mean to or that we don't mean at the time. We sometimes do things that maybe we shouldn't have done and we knew better, but it happened because we did it. And that's the only reason. It happened. I did it. And now I have to move forward. So that's that's okay because because all of those things that we were not supposed to do or that happened that weren't supposed to happen because of something that we did are just part of living. They're part of our human life. So learning that those are part of human life, guilt, I know, is part of human life, but if we make ourselves decide that we're going to admit all that happened and now we're going to forgive ourselves and say that this is what we do. So denying, this is where people often make mistakes when I think they're trying to make themselves feel better about whatever happened in life is that they deny, deny, deny. And denying is of no use 
because the more you deny, the more you you start rolling down that hill of further denial. So you never face what really happened, and you never allow yourself to learn from those missteps and mistakes. So learning how to say, I'm sorry I did that, I'm sad that happened, I know that wasn't right, I know perhaps I had a missed opportunity, or perhaps I hurt someone else's opportunity, but to say, okay, it happened, and now we're going to move forward, then, then you then you can forgive yourselves. And then to be able to sit back and, you know, say, I truly do forgive myself. I forgive myself for any of those bad thoughts I've had about me. (laughs) And now I'm going to be able to move forward because I know that everything that happened doesn't have to replay again. And that's where those mistakes help build us into better people, is that you learned them. They don't have to happen again. You need to remember them, learn from them, but not live in them, not live in that past. Okay. Well, I hope everybody was listening and learning from this. I think we talked about several good things all throughout the show. So if you missed um, part of the show, know that you can listen to the entire show again or any past episodes on the podcast, on your favorite podcast app, by searching Southern Remedy Relatively Speaking. Uh, Southern Remedy is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio, and funding is provided in part by a grant from the University of Mississippi Medical Center and support from listeners like you. Um, I hope you'll join us next Tuesday at 11 for Relatively Speaking and that you'll stay tuned for NPR's Here and Now, coming up next right after the news on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.